Hello, it's Claire here from The Genie Way. I'm gonna show you how to get unstuck, get motivated, and leave stress and anxiety at the door. So you can close the gap on where you are to where you wanna be. You have more time, freedom, and money to do the things you love. Sound good? I did it, and so can you. At just five years old, I used to check my heart was still beating every night, and I'd pray to God I'd be alive the next day. I'd suffered horrendous anxiety from a very small age, and I built my first business when I was just 20 years old. And this is my story about how I went from an anxious female entrepreneur to building a successful six-figure business in just six months. The things that I had started at a very young age, and I always wondered, well, you know, where did this come from? I had OCD tendencies, so all my pleats on my curtains had to be perfect. My bed had to be super neat, and I was one of those people that in my wardrobe, everything would be colour-coordinated. All my boxes on top of my wardrobe, which had my shoes in, they all had to be labelled and I had to be very neat. And I remember one day, my coat hangers were a little bit out of place, and it really annoyed me. So I literally grabbed the whole lot of clothes in my wardrobe, took them under my arms and literally just threw them all on the floor in a big heap. And I got really upset, really emotional over it. And I burst into tears. And this sort of behavior, it was almost normal when I was younger. And it's only now looking back that I realized there was something going on deep down inside. So for example, there was another time where I was really trying to draw um, this picture out of this book and the book was called How to Draw Anything. And inside the book, it you know gave you an outline of exactly what you had to do. And so I followed it and I just couldn't do it. I just could not do it properly. So I got so angry, I tore the book up. And how old was I? About seven, eight years old. And I remember it was a book that my mum bought me and she made me sellotape all the pages back together. And this sort of behaviour went on for quite a number of years and just, you know, having to wash my hands regularly. And I never realised that actually OCD was, you know, a safety behaviour. It made me actually feel much better about myself. And what I also didn't realise was that OCD actually comes from fear. There's a deep-rooted fear. And because I have this fear, it makes me feel unsafe. And because it makes me feel unsafe, I do these rituals because it makes me feel better to some extent. And throughout the years, it sort of latched on to different things. So my anxiety got worse, it got better, depending on, you know, where I, where I was, what I was doing. And I remember when I was doing my exams, it then sort of changed and it adapted itself to checking sockets, checking that the oven knobs were all facing the, the right way and that I wasn't going to cause a fire. And I remember my dad, actually, I was working at the time in a jeweler's, um, I think I was about 14 years old, and I rang him from the bus stop in a real panic. I was like, Dad, Dad, have I turned, have I turned the um, oven off? And he went, Claire, the house is on fire. And my heart just sunk. And then I was like, oh, my God, really? And he went, no, no, it isn't. Stop checking. 
And then I was like, is he making it better or is he making this worse? <laughs> because to me, I was like, he's making this 10 times worse than what it needs to be. And it got really bad. During my exam times, I could not get out of the house. I'd check things were off and then I'd you know, doubt myself. So I'll get to the door and then go, no, 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 I'm not convinced. And because I did not trust myself, I did not trust that I would would keep myself safe. I didn't trust that I turned it off. And I, I just had this huge doubt of who I was. And, you know, it just was would go on and on and on. And I'd find myself in a heap on the floor in absolute tears because I just could not get out the door. And some, something so simple became such a huge thing to the point one day I remember my mum grabbed me and she plunked me outside the front door and she locked the door behind me and I could not have a look. I could not go back in. And some people might have said, oh God, wasn't she cruel? But actually, I have her to thank right now because what she did was she actually broke the habit. She broke the cycle. And the more this happened, the more I stopped doing it. And it's really weird. I just grew out of it. I stopped checking. But then it latched onto other things. So as soon as I got into my first relationship, I think I was, yeah, I was 14 when I got into my first relationship. Um, I was 16, I think, when I lost my virginity and I, you know, put myself onto the pill. I remember saying to my mum one day, is it all right if I, you know, go to the doctors and go on the pill? And she was like, well, what would you want to do that for? And I was like, well, you know, mum, you told me about the birds and the bees before. You know, I thought I was being quite sensible. And looking back now, I still to this day think, actually, I was doing the right thing. Well, anyway, she didn't. But I managed to get myself onto the pill. And things just started to create anxiety over that as well. I'd start checking the pill packet Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, making sure that I'd taken the pill because the fear of me getting into a situation where I was you know pregnant that was just that could not happen my mum my dad would go absolutely ballistic I'd stand in the shower and think is this a food baby or am I actually pregnant and my mind would go into absolute overdrive at just the smallest thing and Every single thing I did just created so much anxiety. And in that particular relationship, I was cheated on. So at the age of about, oh, how old was I then? About 17 years old, I, you know, knew things weren't going right. And there was one particular day where he was on the computer in the corner of the room and I saw him log into his hotmail account and I looked over his shoulder and I remember checking to see what he typed in as his password because I just had that inkling you know when you get that gut feeling and you think something is not quite right I knew something was not right so I got home typed in the password on my computer and then thought oh my god there was message after message after message of this girl called Natalie. No idea who she was, so I clicked on it. And at the time, you could see like a picture. It said her full name. So I went on to Facebook and found her. And I thought, oh my God, this girl does not even live near us. And there were messages that they'd met up. And one thing led to another and so on and so on. I was heartbroken. 
this was my first love and the first time that I'd ever met anybody that I felt truly that I could be myself around and they did that to me so we tried to you know keep the relationship going but then I didn't only go from being an anxious person having to be in a psycho you know I was one of those people who would check my phone 50 million times a day I would ring him 30 times a day if he did not answer I'd keep on ringing it turned me into this person I didn't even know who I was I became this person that I did not like. So after about six months of, you know, being this, you know, crazy person, I decided to end the relationship. And he was quite upset, and as was I, but I just could not do it anymore. And I remember actually saying to him, and I just passed my driving test, I think, and this was just before my 18th birthday, we broke up. I remember pulling up my car, and I went to see him, and I opened the door and I just went, you're not my world anymore. The next thing that I did was I jumped from one relationship to the next. And this was a very long relationship. So I was only 17 years old when I got into this relationship. And it was a very abusive relationship. It was a very volatile relationship and very unhealthy at the same time. And it was almost like somebody had turned the volume up. So as soon as I got into this relationship, all of a sudden, I felt this extreme anxiety. So I started to suffer with things like a choking fear. So I'd worry about what I was eating. And I lost a lot of weight. And I started to do other things as well. So I'd start to have thoughts around my breathing so I'd start to focus on it which made my chest tight which meant that I felt like I couldn't breathe on a daily basis just weird things like that intrusive thoughts and just a combination of a million gazillion things that if I was to write every single thing down I could probably say I've had every anxiety symptom that you could possibly think of I experienced depersonalization. I experienced really bad panic attacks to the point where I I literally thought I was going to die. And I had no idea why. They just came what felt like out of nowhere. When I was 17 years old and I'd had many years suffering with anxiety, it got to an age where I thought, okay, now is the time to do something about it. Because I don't know if you're like me, but when I was younger, it was never a thing where you thought about anxiety because you never actually heard the word before. You didn't know what it was. You just assumed, okay, this is who I am and this is me forever. And because you're living day to day as that person, you know, you don't wake up and try to be anybody else. You just are you. So you don't know any different. But for me, as I got older, I realized that other people were living a life that was a little bit different. And it seemed a little bit easier for them. Whereas everything I seem to do seemed to be really difficult. So what I did was I found this guy who had this weird technique that he used and it really helped anxiety. And it's also commonly used for post-traumatic stress disorder. And it can be used for addictions, phobias, and many more things too. And he basically said, look, we can reduce the emotional intensity of what you're feeling right now in about five to 10 minutes. And he said, you can have like a coping tool. 
I said, but also if you actually want to get to the root of the problem, we can actually dig that out and get it gone forever. And I was like, oh, wow. But I was really scared at the same time because one, I'd heard a load of these things before because as I mentioned earlier, see, I try CBT, counseling, mindfulness, meditation. And whilst I love these techniques, for me personally, I needed something a little bit deeper because the stuff that was going on with myself was a lot of deep-rooted trauma that had obviously come from way before I was five years old, which is deep rooted. So I don't even remember what was going on. So it's hard for me to talk about it because I didn't actually know. So he actually said we could get rid of it completely. And this sounded great, but I won't lie. I was really nervous and also a little bit skeptical. And I remember sitting there in the chair thinking, what on earth is he going to do? And that gave me a little bit of anxiety in itself. Because when you suffer with anxiety, starting something new or trying something new can be really daunting and you can feel really apprehensive about it. But I went with it. And as I started to apply the technique and follow his instructions, I did start to feel really anxious. But that wasn't because of the technique. That was literally my mind thinking, what is this thing going to do to me? And he calmed me down and he said, look, there are zero side effects with this technique. And I was like, oh, right. Wow. Because, you know, suffering with those things, OCD, having a lot of fears growing up, I realized that actually what I had was health anxiety. I constantly would worry something bad was going to happen to me. So knowing that and being reassured that there are zero side effects gave me a lot of self-belief and a lot of courage to actually continue with this. So I started to see him every week and things got dramatically better. And I was able to manage my anxiety week by week. And then I was also able to start to eliminate the root cause. And I found out so much about myself and it was unreal. And it was amazing. It started to change my life. Um, But because I was in this relationship, I'd used this technique specifically for my anxiety and I didn't realize the power it would have on other things. And that sounds really silly looking back at it now because surely this technique could work for other things too, like the relationship, etc. But at the time, I just didn't think like that. And then I was, you know, sat at my desk one day and I was working and I just had this massive epiphany and I thought to myself, oh my God. If this technique can help me with my anxiety and my stress, then why can't it help me with my business? Because I would sit there and because I was the sort of person like liked everything to be perfect, don't know why again, that's just the way I am. But I like to be organized. I like things to be perfect. I'm very self-critical. But because of this, I would end up sitting there procrastinating and going round and round in circles. I felt like a little hamster on a wheel and I was just going and going and going and going and I couldn't get off. And it was just madness. And then I thought to myself, can this technique be used for that? And, you know, I wasn't really advanced in this technique at the start. So I thought, right, I'm going to go and train for myself to use the technique. And at this point, I had no intentions, zero intentions of helping anybody else. The first thing that I wanted to do was help myself because then I thought, well, if I can help myself, then I'm my own case study. I can then go and advocate this technique and help other people. But at this moment in time, 
that wasn't even on the horizon. What was on the horizon was enabling me to sort out my own self and become a better version of me. So I went to see him again and I asked him about this technique and he said, yeah, it can be used. So I had another session with him and we started to work through some stuff. And then I went and trained in the technique at basic level. And I started to use the technique in my work life. So if I couldn't focus, if I was having a bit of a bad day, whether it be a relationship issue or whether it just be, you know, I was feeling a little bit down or any anything at all, any sort of emotional thing that was going on, I was able to fix in five to 10 minutes. And then anything that was also physical, so like I'd suffer really bad with period pains. So anything like that could interrupt my day. So I started to use it for physical stuff too. So if I was getting headaches a lot because I was staring too much at the computer screen, or if I was feeling a little bit of tension in my shoulders because of the way I was sat at the desk, I was able to use this technique to actually eliminate emotional and physical problems that I was having. And by doing this, I was like, oh my God, I was able to continue with my day. Whereas before I would take days off, I would, you know, take hours out of work. I would spend so much time wasting, just wasting it away and being really unproductive. So once I'd got the gist of this technique and started to use it for myself, I wanted to actually train at an advanced level. So that's what I did. I went back and did further training in this technique. And you know, anybody can go and do do a training course. But what I found was by experiencing it myself and actually being able to enhance the technique, and I created a more sophisticated approach to the technique because I saw flaws in it. I saw things that weren't quite right. There was a lot of stuff online about this technique. And for me personally, when I was working on myself, I wanted quicker results. And I always also wanted it to be really simple too because people were overcomplicating it. So I created my own very special method with this technique and I started to implement it into my business and I went through everything that was bothering me, everything that I thought was holding me back and actually found out I had a shocking load of limiting beliefs. I was going to swear then but I thought I'd keep it really clean. I had a lot of limiting beliefs, things like I just didn't feel good enough. I didn't feel smart enough. And that was a really big thing for me is because when I came out of university, I thought to myself, well, why would anybody pay me? Why would somebody pay me to do a job that somebody else could do the exactly the same way, but they've had more experience? And in my head, I just couldn't understand it. I was like, nobody would pay me. I didn't believe in myself. I didn't think I was worthy of getting paid good money. And that lasted quite a long time. And somebody actually explained it to me really well. And this changed my whole perspective on things. And they said to me, well, Claire, look at it this way. There are a lot of people who travel by plane but there'll always be people who will pay more for business class and upper class. And it's not just marginally a little bit more. It tends to be a lot more. We're talking thousands of pounds. And they actually tried to explain that to me in that way because they were trying to get me to see that actually 
if you are providing a lot of value, then you can have a high price point. As long as what you're offering is of value, then you can charge a lot more. Now, it didn't just stop with that. I had to use this technique to actually work through all the layers because once you actually get rid of that layer, then another layer pops up or there's another doubt under there. Like, oh, I don't feel confident now to actually go out and sell. So, okay, I understand now I can do this. I believe that I've got value, but now I don't believe that I've got the confidence to do this. So then you work on the confidence side of things. And then you work through that layer and then you strip that layer. Underneath that layer, there'll be something else. There'll be something else holding you back. And I just worked through every single layer using this technique. And this technique had a way of, okay, this is what's holding me back. This is what my goal is. And how do I close that gap with this technique? Well, basically, I've got got to strip out everything that's holding me back. I've got to find out the root of the problem where it came from, the first time that I created this belief about myself. When was it? And more often than not, even if you don't believe me, it comes from childhood. The first time that you had a limiting belief came from childhood. And it could just come from something really small. So for example, imagine being five years old and you've just come home from school and you've run to your mum and dad and you're like, oh, look what I've just made at school. Look what I painted. And, you know, your mum and dad love you with every ounce of their body, but they're so busy right now. They're cooking tea and they're getting a little bit frustrated because they've got the dog barking in the background and they've got to be be somewhere at six o'clock. So they've got to make sure you've had your tea and there's just so much going on and they've had a really busy day. And they really do want to look at your artwork, but now's just not a really good time. So they just look at you and say, okay, just hold on a moment. And you're like, no, no, mum, look. And they're just like, go and sit down. And how do you read that? Well, you look at that situation and you go, they don't care about me. They don't love me. They're not interested in me. They don't like what I've got to show them. Maybe I'm not good enough. And all of those are what we call limiting beliefs. And you create them when you're a small child. And then throughout your years, you build on those beliefs. Because basically what you've done is you've written a story about that situation. You've experienced something and then you've written a story about it. Now, a lot of people will experience different situations and create different stories. Two people can witness exactly the same situation and create a different story. A different story about the situation and a different story about themselves. Now, because when we're young, we don't have the ability to apply logic to situations. So what we end up doing is we end up being really rational, being really irrational and creating these these perceptions about ourselves and the situation that aren't true. They're lies. But we don't we don't have the ability to say, okay, she didn't mean that. Actually, what mum was mum was doing, she was just really busy, blah blah blah. We don't have the ability to do that at five years old, which is why most of our problems come from childhood. Most of our beliefs come from childhood because you know, we can't think like adults think now. We could look at that situation as an adult and we can try and apply logic to it because we have the ability to do that now. 
So we need to go back in time to where all those beliefs have come from and we rewrite the beliefs using this particular technique. It's an amazing, powerful technique and it works very effectively. And once you get rid of the belief, it does not ever come back, ever. So once you actually wipe it out, it's gone. And the most amazing thing and what happened to me was, is when I got rid of those beliefs, I didn't realize this, my behaviors and my thoughts started to change and they started to change automatically. So rather than having to wake up, and having to force myself to think positively or try and give myself that little, you know, I'm going to talk to myself today. I'm going to tell myself, you can do this. I didn't need none of that. None of that was needed. That is called willpower. And willpower is so goddamn hard. And that's why a lot of people are suffering with mental health issues. It's why a lot of people are suffering to lose things like weight. It's because willpower does not work. It takes a lot of effort. And only when you have managed to surpass like 30 days is when that that willpower becomes a habit. But with this technique, the weird thing about it is The habits are formed quite quickly without you having to consciously do anything about it. So every time you work on a technique, you'll start to notice your your behaviors and your thoughts change automatically. And I really like this because I didn't realize I was holding back. I didn't realize I was sabotaging my own success. So I start to pick up the phone. Like, I mean, I'm, and that might seem really stupid that I would just pick up the phone. I could not pick up the phone. There was something, I didn't even think it was a problem. I just thought, no, I would rather people email me. I never saw that as an issue. And the fact that I couldn't pick up the phone, you, some people might think, well, yeah, but you can still have a successful business just over email. No. What I was doing was I was running away and I was, I was stopping myself from creating the relationships and building the report that was needed to sell high ticket products. We can sell low ticket products over email, on automation, funnels, landing pages, you name it, you can do it. But if you want to sell high ticket items, five, six thousand pound or more, then you need to be able to pick up the phone or hire somebody else to do it. But if there's only you and you're not making much money at this point, as I wasn't, I needed to pick up the phone and doing something really small like that and my behavior's changing automatically and me just going, you know, I'll just call this person. And then afterwards I sit there and think, oh wow, I picked up the phone. I didn't even give it two thoughts. Now that is the power of this technique. Things change, shifts happen without you even realizing. And they're so subtle, the changes, you just, it's almost like it's natural. You just start doing things. And because I then would have confidence in myself, I would start to see things that I would never see before. So I'd start to see more opportunities, the opportunity to actually apply for things. So I started to put myself out there more because I was confident in my ability. I believed in myself. So I put myself forward. I do more interviews. I do more talks. And as I started to do that, I would personally grow. And without that ability and without that change in mindset, I just could not do it. And I don't teach anyone how to think positively 
because it doesn't work. I don't teach anyone how to use willpower because it doesn't work. It's too much effort. I like to keep things super simple. And with this weird technique, you can do just that. And now is my time to help other people. I've created a six-figure successful business. Now it's my time to help other people do exactly the same. I'm not one of those coaches who is coaching people and making a success of myself through coaching. I've made a success of myself through a consultancy business and now I'm helping other people through my coaching business. So that's one question you should always ask your coach. How did you become successful? And if they say, well, you know, I built a six, seven figure business, is that through the business that you have coaching people or is that through another business? You always want to work with somebody who's created a success out of themselves through selling something and then they've gone to coach on it not they've made a success being a coach. I see so many of these people out there who are almost, I like to call it a scam, but there are probably a lot more harsher words we could call it. But I want to help you. I want to help you do exactly the same what I did. And it's it's really a simple process. It's not easy, but it's a simple process. And I've simplified it even further than what you might find online so that you can become the best version of yourself. You can become unlimitless in a very short space of time. So I hope we get to work together soon and goodbye for now, but see you soon. Interview me or get interviewed yourself. Just contact me at thejulieway.com.